I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. How about that shit? I love the new theme music. <laughs> well, for the show, you know, I, I have to say uh, that is uh, that's a temporary theme just for this week. Uh, but if you're going to get sued, I don't actually don't know. I, I uh, well, let, let me get into that. If you heard that, uh, it's it's some sort of Soviet march song that I think is I think is totally in the uh, public domain. So we're good there. But it was more so referencing the playing the clip of Star Wars. Yeah. So for the the folks listening at home, uh, uh, I implore you check out this episode on YouTube because uh, you would have seen a really cool intro video to kick off this week's episode, which is. For those of you who are only listening, footage of Luke Skywalker burning his father, Darth Vader, a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker. Spoiler alert, dude. On a pyre. Oh, yeah. If you haven't yeah. seen the movie, Luke what? is his, Luke's oh, man. Some dad people are late to the party. Damn. So he's got, uh, he's got his dad on a pyre, <clears throat> lights the pyre on fire. It's like a Viking funeral send-off. It's yeah. like a You know what actually would have been a way... I, I shouldn't say it would be a way... Oh, I got a good clip, one. But another clip that we could have used there instead. What? Tristan and his old. That's a really good one. What's it? Is that Game of Thrones? No, no, it's a movie. Tristan no, it's. Uh, I think oh. it's. I want to say it's Orlando Bloom. Is that what you're gonna say? You're no, gonna say that one? I'm not gonna uh, say Tristan. It's what Romeo movie. and Juliet was based on. The OG Romeo oh, and Juliet. It's one like, of my the one based movies. on really, Tristan and his old. It's one yeah. of your favorite. Have you fucking watched it? You keep saying that Grey's Anatomy is your favorite show, and we just found out a few weeks ago you've watched <laughs> it. Maybe ten times, dude. I've I've I out of three thousand four hundred and twenty-two episodes. I own Tristan and his old on DVD, and I used to watch it every night before bed. Wow, that's, that's like ten times. Really interesting. The book is better. So I had to read it in French lit. Oh. Um, is Troy? Have you guys seen Troy? <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. yeah. There's yeah. there's probably there's only of- there's only one pyre burning in right. Star Wars. There's probably there's probably. 2,000 pyre burnings in Troy. (laughs) Well, you may be asking why I showed you a pyre scene. It was the first pyre scene I thought of when I, when I read this article and when I thought, what could I show? I didn't even know. I didn't even remember that. I didn't remember that either. Yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to show that. So so we we might've, we might, there goes our monetization on YouTube. Um, Maine, the state of Maine, I'm really excited about Neighbors to Nova Scotia, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like right across the pond. Uh, this is coming from sunjournal.com. Uh, Maine may allow Viking-style funeral pyres. There's no way. Legislature is weighing Please whether read. to make open-air cremation legal in Maine. That's super cool. I think I would be into that. I would be super into that. I'm so into that. I've got my marshmallows and chocolate <laughs> and graham crackers <laughs> fucking ready. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm very... Uh, what do you think that s'more would taste like? <laughs> oh, wow. Delicious. I would eat... I, I would, if, Smoky. If, mm. Hey, guys, if mm. I went to one of your funerals and it was an open air pyre like that, I and and I was allowed to make s'mores ass, over right? your body. I'd fucking totally. Well, I'll do tell that. you why. No, you wouldn't. I'll tell you yeah, would totally not. would. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't think you'd be allowed. You wouldn't be allowed. There would be sure. some. There would be some health and safety issues. Say there. an if. Secondly, I don't think you would, dude. 
Do you remember the 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 guy who made his uh, amputated thigh meat into tacos for his friends to eat? It was his foot. Oh, it was no, foot. no, it was his foot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So for folks who didn't, uh, did we talk about that on the show? Or was yeah, that just a long us, time like, ago? Yeah. Long, long, long time ago. There was a guy who had his foot amputated, and he asked afterwards if he could keep the foot, which to which I don't know what state he was in. They gave him the permission to take it home. He took the foot home. I want to say, was Florida. New, I want to say it was New Jersey. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, it, it, sounds, actually, it, sounds it sounds very like, Florida-like. It, it sounds, sounds like straight thing. out of fucking Orlando for sure. <laughs> but it, I, it was it, it was somewhere. It was like California or something. Like it was it was a very like. It sounds more Tallahassee to me. If I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, so he took his he took his foot home and he invited all of his friends over and they had brunch and they cooked up his foot and uh, and ha- and shared and 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 broke bread. Like quesadillas or something. Like something that, it, it was like breakfast burritos. With I foot. would. That's Guys, we should find somebody. But do you think you actually would like? I would totally eat human. If no, I had the, not oh, that, s'mores. not that s'mores. Re, yeah, rewind. Yeah, yeah. Burning s'mores over. I mean, my, for the most part, you're just burning it over a fire. Unless he's burning it directly over your body, he's not getting any. He's not getting any. Of you, yeah, he is. Well, yeah, guys, he is. guys, I just want to say, Ash, I, I, I sort of pride myself in being eh. in being like an expert <laughs> s'more maker. What? Yeah. Hold on, meh. Listen, Dude, I, what, do you make s'mores while you're watching Grey's Anatomy? I do, yes. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you. So I'm going to solve your guys' debate right here because do you guys know where in the fire is the best place to roast a marshmallow? I sure do. Where is it? You jam it right into the coals, right in the center. <laughs> four Hell inches, no. Four inches no, above the tip of the flame. You mash it in there, hold Hell it for no. 30 seconds, pull it out, and it's perfectly The best brown. place. The best place is so if, if a flame is like uh like a teardrop shape, so like a wider base and it like narrows towards the top, right? Yep. So the best place to roast a marshmallow is either very high up above or right like near the bulbous base of the fire where it sort of like expands out and you kind of come into the side just where the heat is like sort of like coming off mm. and because you're not getting direct flame and because you're not like direct in the hottest part of the fire, it actually slowly cooks the marshmallow and melts it perfectly. Mm. So you get that like crisp outside. Guys, this is and the that's super good. soft. If you're inside. not subscribed to us on fucking Apple, Spotify, <laughs> I was gonna say and fucking YouTube. This like, is this, this is, is the, the po- shit you come here for. This is the podcast. So yeah. so I want to say that this solves the question of would I truly make a s'more on a pyre that is burning my friend's body? And the answer is absolutely, absolutely yes, because I feel like I probably wouldn't get that much of your body. Like, just enough for taste. Okay. You know? Like, uh, just a little bit off that, like, out, mm, off that heat. Sure. And and it would be, it would taste I would, so good. I would love to do it because I, 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 I brought up <clears throat> Troy because it came, it came to mind, but I'm also like a, like a, a bit of a fanatic of the, of, of, epics and so i i love that shit and i think it's super well i think it's super epic so i i think that would be pretty cool to put oh, i thought put you were saying couple, you would put a, you would put make a couple uh, put a couple tokens on my eyes yeah send me to the yeah, fucking yeah. Send, yeah, send me across the yeah. river sticks to yeah. valhalla uh a measure is a different it's <laughs> a different thing a measure before the state legislature this session would allow mainers didn't know they were called that mainers to choose a death <laughs> ritual that stretches back to ancient times but has largely vanished from modern-day America, outdoor cremations. If adopted, it would let people in the pine tree state choose to go out like a Jedi. Boom! Or a Viking king in blaze of glory in open air. Anyone who has watched Game of Thrones, which is what I was thinking earlier too, or The Phantom Menace, thank you, has at least uh, seen a fictional funeral pyre with bodies cremated on a bed of timber and a sometimes elaborate ceremony. It's a way of sending off the dead that's still widely practiced in some parts of the world, but there are only two sites in the United States where it is legal, both in Colorado, only one of them public. It's limited to no more than a dozen funerals annually. My guess is, you know, I'm not going to guess. I don't know shit. Do you have to like reserve it years in advance? You should definitely guess. (laughs) I was going to guess it was like, I was going to guess it's like a, a Buddhist site. Mm. In Colorado, Colorado is because yeah. I know yeah. that there's like a pretty big Buddhist community there, and I also know that there, as a part of some Buddhism traditions, that burning bodies on a pyre and fire is a, is a is a funerary ritual that's pretty common. Isn't it crazy that 
that like somehow or at some point that became illegal like because it would have been something that was so widely practiced especially since they just do and, it in a furnace now yeah well, yeah, I, yeah it's, I mean it's it is legal it's it's the open air part that's not legal i i don't know when that would it be would, would become illegal though but it would be that's, it's it's weird because like at some point it it, it's weird because i it's funny i was talking to uh a friend of mine um who's expecting a baby soon the other day and um they were talking about uh uh, like whether or not they were going to have an epidural during pregnancy. And I was thinking about like how that is an option now, but like, if like very, like not a long time ago, like probably within, when do you think epidurals became a thing? Ooh, I don't can, know. We, can we Google give it, that? Give it, a, give it a Google. I'm going to say 1965. I'm going to go, I'm going to go on a limb here and say, you're going to go uh, earlier. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, 350 BCE. Wow, that's <laughs> because the crazy thing is so the, wow. the thing, <laughs> that's, thing really that's that's interesting is ago, like man. is like yeah. think about how long humans have been around for and then like how well two thousand years right uh, humans have been around for since the birth of Christ I right mean, that's yeah. Well, uh, listen to this. A, I, got, I got a little thing here about cremation. The general consensus is four to I got, six thousand. I got <laughs> let's let's stay on track here. I got a thing about cremation. The Cremation Act of 1902 is an act of parliament in the parliament of the United Kingdom. The major purpose of the act was to allow burial authorities to establish crematoria. Later revisions of the act outlawed open air cremations using funeral pyres. Any, there, might, there couldn't so, have been so, anything environmental about this at that time. No, uh, I, I highly doubt it. I doubt that there was, yeah, open air pyre funerals were made illegal in Britain by, ni- by the 1930 issue of the Cremation Act. But di- like that... Prior to this, but after the 1902 Act, open-air cremations had occurred in limited numbers, including several Hindu and Sikh soldiers cremated in, in Brighton, having died after fighting for the British Empire in the World War I. Uh, the last open-air pyre was believed to have occurred in 1934 when the British government gave special permission to Nepal's ambassador to cremate his wife outdoors in Surrey. Doesn't really go into at least here why like why they were deciding not to. I mean, like you know, it, I feel like at that time it was like, oh, we all sort of feel like this is weird, so illegal. Yeah, I mean, honestly, probably something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to this uh, this thing about Maine. A bill before the state legislature, Health and Human Services Committee, would allow a nonprofit that possesses at least twenty acres to carry out open air cream. Uh, cremations one at a time and to scatter the ashes on the property. That sounds really beautiful. Mm. A nonprofit cemetery group called good ground, great beyond formed in 2018 is trying to get permission to have outdoor funeral pyres on a 63 acre forecasted part parcel. It has owned in Dresden for the past couple of years. What do you guys think is so attractive about having an open air cremation like funeral pyre the exact ceremony. the exact same thing that makes me attracted to the idea of a sky burial which is like mm-hmm. it's like this it's like this connection to like or like earth and sky and like you you just yeah yeah you're like you're becoming you really are just becoming yeah one or, with the fucking or, or is it that it's with your surroundings or is it that it now is exotic because I wonder if at one point, imagine if like burials were, were outlawed and mm. like a hundred years from now, people are like, man, wouldn't right. it just be beautiful to be like one with the ground? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One yeah. with a concrete slab under the earth. Do you well, think it's I, because it's romanticized in like these movies that we were talking about? Like, yeah. like I think there's, I think there's and... slight, like there's probably a little bit of that happening. But I do think it's probably more so this because the idea the like I I've ne- even even before we started getting into talking about what we would want to do with our bodies when we die which is like a big part of discussions that we've had on this podcast th- fucking h- thousands of times over the past 6 years. Mm-hmm. Even before that, I always thought the idea of like being put in a box under the ground 6 feet like I was always just like, well, that's that seems weird to me. Like I would rather, I would way rather be just like fucking left in the woods, or like you know, or like yeah. or something. Just 
I like I like the idea of of putting a dildo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah, box exactly. thing though, because like the I find the that's box the is, weird like, the part. Box it doesn't speak to me. Either. What are we like, trying to What are we trying to do? Protect, protect. But, but this, we know. But we know? know. But we know that there's like that there has since or that has like developed into like a profit. Well, it, ha- it totally, motive. totally, one hundred percent. Plus, has. I mean, you have like formaldehyde in your body and shit or whatever. Yeah. So like, so like, it's. I think it's partly to protect the environment too, right? By not having your body with all of the Maybe. chemicals yeah. and shit in no, it. No, no, that, that is, I mean, that that's definitely a part that's of a, it. That's, the, that's also a part of why with a green burial, yeah. you need to be a certain distance from water supplies. It has to be, like, there, there's regulations on, like, where you can just bury a body mm. in the, in yeah. the you know, on your, on your back lot. Mm. It's also, like, really anticlimactic, I find, the way mm. that funerals and stuff are done, whereas... If you if you're burned, if your body is burned in front of everybody (sighs) all at once that cares about you, that's still living like I think that brings like a sense of maybe climax and like real finality that just like Mm. a box and a photo of you at a more traditional funeral doesn't do. Yeah. Wouldn't it be sweet to be fired out of a fucking cannon with a whole bunch of explosives (laughs) in you and then and then people just watch you get fucking shot into the air and then you just go talk about finality and you just like you just become like blood dust well that's i mean that's that, that's kind of what happened what uh what's his name did um that's uh, an ending what's yeah. his name uh uh fear and Su- loathing in las vegas i thought you were gonna say super Dave. i've never Osborne. seen it all the way through no the 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 author um oh hunter s thompson hunter, hunter s thompson he got he got blown out of a cannon did he actually his yeah bo- his bought his dead body yeah, his ashes they went just fucking yeah. that's kind of cool dude hunter yeah. s thompson is a fascinating character i believe johnny depp pulled the trigger too actually yeah they were homies the best homies yeah yeah uh yeah so anyway that's kind of cool that uh you know this happened down in maine uh maybe that's where i'll go maybe that's we should where I'll start guys we should we should actually you know do something with our lives and make make like leave a legacy here in Nova Scotia by petitioning the government to make this legal here. Yeah. Let's make that our fight. Yeah. That that should be our that should be our thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, screw Trey Kafta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, but like if imagine if you have the funeral pyre, then like you'll you'll be looking forward to dying more. Uh to to, to your point, Brian, or to your point, Taylor, about the uh, environmental risks. Uh in a report for the United Kingdom's Ministry of Justice. Ivan Vince, an expert in combustion science, looked into the environmental and health risks connected to open air cremation and found nothing to worry about. Vince said that the health risks are negligible beyond 500 meters. So there goes your fucking s'more idea, Brian. Fuck. And even those close up are taking no greater risk than, oh, wait, hold on. I, I take it back. Are taking no greater risk than they would at a bonfire the same size. Oh, yeah. He also concluded that funeral pyres held on woodland sites would have zero carbon footprint and make a perfect place to roast s'mores. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's fucking. He didn't no. say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of oh, cool, eh? Good for me. What do you think? Me. What do you think are the risks associated with making s'mores off your uh, burning friend's body? I think he just said, "Oh no, that was a that was a joke." That was a joke. He didn't say that. Uh, mm. I mean, I don't know. I didn't, like. It's I not like you're nothing. gonna like. I don't think you have to be worried about like bloodborne illnesses. You probably like when the fire probably, burns that shit off. Yeah, yeah it's probably yeah. the best fire way to have a funeral, like what? because it's an outdoor Starts activity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, guys, just it's tell safe. me I'm right. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, in talking about the sky burial thing, while I was kind of prepping this, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a video and show you guys the sky burial, like the oh, like the actual cool. footage of it. Yeah. And because I've seen video footage of it and it is really cool. And then me looking for it, I stumbled across this documentary that I am just going to recommend that you go watch because I think it's I think it's like. Uh, it's it's a beautiful documentary. It's short. It's twenty minutes, um, and I think it won some awards. It was very beautiful and very well done. It's called Vultures of Tibet. Sky burial tourism threatens a Tibet Tibetan Buddhist ritual, and uh, really bummed me up. Uh, <laughs> watching that watching that documentary made me go, "Oh, hold on, that's your I'm thing. not going to find video footage of this and just like." pump it out onto YouTube uh, for all of our watch, all of our listeners and viewers to watch. I'll put a link in the description. No, don't. Uh, so, so, that, so this, this art, this, this, the whole movie is basically about how, 
how this this ain't very ancient uh uh Tibetan funerary ritual has become this weird tourism obsession um where uh, basically the, the little write up here says relations between Tibet and China have been fraught for centuries However, China's 1950 invasion of Tibet and its repression of an ensuing 1959 Tibetan uprising, which resulted in the Dalai Lama fleeing to India, marked a definitive turning point. Since that time, the migration of Han Chinese, China, China's ethnic majority, and an influx of global tourism to the region has resulted in significant encroachments on and challenges to traditional Tibetan Buddhist culture. So the documentary basically shows these people, these people that are tourists who are showing up to these uh, ritual sites and like the public officials that exist within the whatever, like the town that these sites are kind of located in or located just outside of the officials there are saw this opportunity to like monetize Mm -hmm. the, the, the very, you know, private ritual that's happening with these, these, uh, monks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, so and it's so, not, it's not like a, it's not just like a Tibetan culture thing. No, it's, it's monk like, specific. Yeah. It's very, it's a very specific sect of these monks that do it. And so these, these, these tourists will show up and they'll like pay money for a ticket. And then like, you know, in the town, in the city, and then they'll get a ride out to the location and these monks are like trying to basically, you know, their, their whole thing is that this is like a, this is a, this is a, a practice that, that is believed to like help the transition of the dead one go on to the mm-hmm. next chapter. Right. And so th- you have these monks that are like doing this process of like taking, taking a body and, and, you know, cutting it up and prepping it for these fucking gi- dude, these giant fucking vultures. They are so badass looking, and they're just they're like haunching over, like don't, waiting. Don't talk about how cool it is. They, no, the vultures are fucking cool, dude. Yeah, one hundred percent. They're the fucking coolest animal. But the not definitely not worth looking. No, up the YouTube no, not. Video. Yeah, you can look yeah. at you can find vultures <laughs> on fucking. Just look up David Attenborough talking about vultures. Sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And so, so they're like trying to do this, this, you know, this beautiful ritual, but then like up and over a hill, a bus rolls up and like just hordes of people start coming up and they're like taking photos and laughing and like having a whole fucking thing. This is all in this documentary. And it's like, oh, and then one of the monks are like, you know, he takes upon himself to go up and kind of try to intimidate them away, like scare them off and. And yeah, it's just like, it was just really gross. Some people just don't. And fascinating. like, because I think that there is a way for that to happen, for that to be done in a way where, like, people could, people could, like, could view or participate or could view it, like, tastefully and respectfully. But, like, some people just don't. It reminds me of when, like, well, I was on safari a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and we stopped and there was these two lions and this male lion kind of like walks over to this female line and it's kind of like, yeah, sure. Fucking right. Let's, let's fuck. Yeah. And, 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 and I, and I'm sitting there like free. Was holy, it free? Holy yeah. shit. They're about to, they're about to, they're about to have sex. And, and this is, and I'm just fascinated by this and I'm taking a video of it and I'm going this, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is crazy. And I'm thinking, yeah, everybody just be really quiet. Cause like, Right, this, this is a beautiful crazy. moment. Here. And there's people Did you upload that shit to Pornhub, dude? people around that are like, oh my God, I wonder if he took her to dinner. And you're like, fuck, dude, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, 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 I can just see your dad yeah. yelling that. Oh, I'm like, just watch. Tell it. me it was your dad. Just watch this. <laughs> just what? Hey, was, he did it was, there first. That button. You got a good clock. You got a good shot there. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm just going. Man, just watch this crazy thing in and just watch in awe because yeah. and in silence because it's happening right before your eyes mm. and it is an incredible thing that is happening on this planet that we should feel extremely fortunate that we're able to just fucking roll up in this SUV and watch and and like similar to the sky burial thing it's like okay sure if there's going to be 
if there's if if people go there, like the fact that they're there is like okay, there's a question there. Should they be there? Should they not yeah. be there? Yeah. But then it's like then add on the layer of like, can you imagine though? Can of you, like, like photo taking yeah. photos. It's like the type of, can you imagine? That, can you imagine you guys show up to my funeral? And it's like, it's like a very like North American funeral outside. Everyone's wearing black. You're all on one side of the already dug six feet hole. My casket is on like the, the, the sort of conveyor belt that slowly lowers me in. There's a priest. He's reading like, uh, you know, it, um, uh, high priest, um, uh, mm -hmm. David McGinley, David McGinley is there. And, you know, my mom, my mom's got like, a uh, my mom's crying and she's got and big glasses Bri on Bridie, yeah. Leah there. They're like, they've got the, 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 the black, like a um, little veil, yeah. veil, widow's veil. And they're, yeah. they're both crying. And, you know, Doc, uh, David McGinley's like reading a passage. And then all of a sudden a bus pulls up and a bunch of tourists get out and they're like, Oh, over here. Get a shot. <laughs> they're a bunch of, Whoa, uh, look at that. a bunch look of, look how tall monks. that fucking priest is, you know, like, and they're just, <laughs> yeah. yubba, yubba, yubba. they yeah. would. And then they would want to jump in the pictures, uh, take pictures take with picture, your yeah. dead fucking body. Yeah, yeah. I worked in tourism for years and it yeah, is man. wild. How but people are on that That's a perfect it's, example though, because that's that is what is That is literally what's happening in this doc. It's crazy. Taylor, those, the, the type of person that you said calling out on the bus, like those those types of tourists just belong at Disney World. Like they should only go to Disney and World. Also, and also Disney it. World, great place for that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, exactly. fucking, uh, great, great place for that. It's a perfect it's a place for that. If you want to see lions fuck and say that crazy shit, go to Busch Gardens. There's lions there. They're probably real sleepy, but you never know. Maybe you get lucky. Yeah, way probably too, uh, way too sleepy. Probably uh, Doc from South Carolina and our buddy uh, fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Tiger so King again the uh, Joe the, Exotic. Joe <laughs> Exotic Tigers. The uh, documentary is called. Um, uh, Vultures of Tibet, Sky Burial Tourism Threatens a Tibetan Buddhist Ritual. I highly suggest you go check it out. We'll put a link to mm. the show to the actual uh, doc in the show notes yeah. uh, or right below here if you're watching on YouTube. Um, really, mm. really great doc. But um, yeah, I just I it 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 was the first time I ever like took a moment to go, oh wait, whoa. Weird that I've like I've even fetishized yeah. See, you when, know, like yeah. when, myself. When you, you brought know, it up, I thought you meant I thought you meant there was this like <clears throat> like a perverse influx of people coming to do, do it. it. No, no, quite the opposite. That's even that's because I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense to me. Of like, a people that to me isn't that weird. To me, that's like, oh, this is what a beautiful way to whatever your belief is transition to the next to the whatever. afterlife or or what it, like you know give back to give back to the world now that I'm that now that I don't need this body like. Yeah. If you want to do that, I think that's great. I think it's a little fucking weird if you're showing up being like taking your fucking selfie TikTok with a selfie stick and pointing at the body that's getting It really is just like a, a caricature of, of 2021. Yeah. Like it's funny though because it's yeah. it, it's interesting because like I can so I can one see how like it would be totally unacceptable to just like take on that cultural ceremony and practice it and and go and want to have like the cultural experience of being of the sky burial i could see like taking the cultural aspect out of it and just wanting to have your fucking body picked apart by Ooh. vultures and Ooh. carried into the sky like that seems like you know it, it, it makes sense because it's like that that sort of like innate sort of natural desire as bodies on this planet to want to become part of the planet again and i think for me like like i really like this idea of burning burning my body in like an open air mm. pyre. But like, I personally would want to be on, on a boat. Like I would want to be like on a raft yeah, fuck yeah. and, like, and with me off. with a, with a fuck flaming yeah. arrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I go, yeah. I go, fuck here yeah. we go. Prestige yeah. worldwide. Prestige <laughs> yeah. world fucking wide. <laughs> and send it to the ocean because I'm like, I really connect boat. with water. Like I feel like, I feel like water really speaks to me. So yeah. you want me to put you in a plastex and, and, and just <laughs> yeah. push, 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 yeah, yeah. Spring push, push yeah. you out um, into, the, into Lake Banook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's another thing that I think uh, every, I think it's probably safe to say everyone who has been listening to the podcast for a long time knows we are all, maybe not Lauren, but I know the three of us are big dog lovers. Lauren loves her pussy. Um, and so we, uh, uh, I, I saw the story and, uh, and it got me so excited. Uh, Lo, I think you dropped it in the slack and I love it. It's uh, the, 
the uh, the title of this article coming from uh, uh, iol.co.za. My favorite publication. Sounds reputable. Uh, it's very <laughs> reputable. Uh, it says Thailand successfully trains dogs to sniff out COVID-19 in seconds. Now, whoa. I actually looked this up. It's totally legit. Uh, this, uh, we should have a segment called Good Boys. Good Boys We only. should, because yeah. we have talked several times Good about all the only. things that dogs can sniff out <clears throat> yeah. way better than human-made machinery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is fucking fascinating. Recher- researchers in Thailand have successfully trained six sniffer Labrador retrievers. Good boys. Good as boys. part of a six-month pilot project Are to identify pictures? the coronavirus <laughs> in just two seconds. Wow. Whoa. According to the, uh, to Channel News Asia, CNA, researchers from Thailand's Chula uh, Longkorn University, Sorry. led by Professor One more time. K. Wali Chatarong, said coronavirus patients emitted a distinct scent through their perspiration, which allowed the sniffer dogs to detect the virus. Wow. She went on to say, quote, the dogs are different from the usual temperature screening methods in that they can detect those who may have the virus but are asymptomatic with no fever. Uh, the dogs will be able to detect these people. Their accuracy rate of detection hold on, Brian, hold on, is Brian. 94.8%. Brian looks skeptical. No, I'm not skeptical. I, th- I think dogs can do anything. I think dogs should replace doctors in ER rooms. Like, they, you know... Well, dogs would okay. just be I was probably, with you for a second. I think they should replace our entire governmental system. As well. I was thinking like that too, actually. He looks that... like he's recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, look, look at, at this guy. sweet little guy. I'll find other ones That's that we so can cute. put what up. What I was actually yeah. thinking, though, is I was thinking that I was thinking about how many more people would go get COVID tested if, if, if a dog was sniffing you. So check this out. This is from, <laughs> this is from a recent NASCAR event. <laughs> what? All these people are got lined it. up. You got COVID. Got it. Six got feet it. apart. And the dog, just like at the airport, sniffing for drugs, goes up and sniffs their hands. What a good boy. Look at, look at this good boy. So excited to loves his job. Look, he's like, sniff this one. This one's yeah, got yeah. it. This one? No, I sniffed that one. This one's Dude, okay. Dude, how bummed would you be, though, if he sat next to you? <laughs> and you were like, oh, I think I would rather have a drug dog sniff me and sit next to me. Then have a COVID dog sniff me and sit next. So to that's me. what they do. They if you got it, he sits. Well, that's to, yeah. I mean, if you go that's to the, they, if you go to the airport and a dog comes up to you and sniffs you and then sits down. Oh, you fucked. You fucked. <laughs> you gonna fucked up. She's super fucked. Yeah, Dude, I are. was. I was with. Uh, I was with somebody and I was with somebody in uh, in uh, in Peru uh, once, and I know that he had he had gone to Bolivia afterwards. I think as well, and I. Uh, I think he, I think he partied it up pretty, pretty, pretty heavily. Yep. And, uh, yep. and we, and we ended up, he, he had gone to Peru. We stayed, or sorry, he had gone to Bolivia. We stayed in Peru. I'm not talking about you, Bri. Um, <laughs> I was like, was Bri was going, I on no, that trip? no, 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 it wasn't me. It wasn't me. You were on the trip. Yeah. And, uh, and, I know and, then, and then we, and then we came back through Houston and we ended up being on the same, either on the same flight or like his flight from Bolivia. And our flight from Peru landed in Houston at the same time. And I remember we walked down, like we got out of the gate at like the same time. We walked down and I remember that we see seeing a, a drug dog and he was definitely doing, 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 coke, the, doing coke in Bolivia. Yeah, right. And, and, and I, and he was like, Oh, I, I mean, Dude. I don't have any, but oh. I had a, <laughs> I had a dream like three nights ago. That I was in that exact situation. That I, for some reason, had a bunch of cocaine on me, which is not ever typically the case. It doesn't case. sound like the exact <laughs> it's never, situation. It's never, <laughs> it's never typically the case. case. And, and, <laughs> and a dog, and I, was, and I was at an airport, and a drug-sniffing dog was coming up to me, and I was going, oh, no. And then I woke up. That's they always, they always make up. you feel like you're doing something wrong. Even when you but don't have But at the same drugs. time, I want to just cuddle with them. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that yeah. such a fucking, isn't that such a mind trip? Can you imagine like, cause I love dogs. God, I love dogs so much. That dog's I, coming to fuck up your day. I fucking yeah, hate, yeah. I fucking hate humans. I love dogs. See, that's a cop dog. Man. I love dogs. <laughs> Dude, co- like, like I, if I saw. All cop dogs are bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're pretty vicious. They can be pretty vicious. But I mean, it, like true. if a dog came and sat next to me, 
like the tor- like the the feeling I would have of going. <laughs> you betrayed me, you son of a, you son of a bitch, you yeah. bastard! But I love you. You're so cute because yeah. they're usually quite cute. They're like quite cute. Oh, lads. they're all they're always such excited oh. dogs. Yeah, they're yeah. so ramped up. Yeah, guys, I got a COVID test uh, last night. No, the night before last. Oh night. yeah, it tickled yeah, your it brain. Did was you? it a rapid yeah. one? Uh, yeah. What's the difference in like the, you get like the, the results like immediately? No, the, oh. they, no, they test you the same. You just get your results. Took like super super twenty four hours. The difference in the in the rapid test and the full test, they it's the same test. You're but the results, the the uh, this is how I understand it anyway is that the results that you get like fifteen minutes later, are like, are like there's a high chance you don't have COVID, but like there's still a window where you could be positive. So it's not same it's test. not good boy correct, sniffing. Correct me if I'm wrong there. It's not good boy sniffing uh, accurate, but it's no. pretty accurate. It's basically like, hey, there's like a super, like, I mean, let's say like 80 plus percent chance that you don't have COVID from this test. Like they can tell that within 15 I minutes. Fucking sm- I fucking, speaking of smelling, I can smell an email coming from Louise after you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then right as I, the and then as I understand it, then that same test, <clears throat> like over the next 24 hours or so could produce potentially a different result, but it rarely, I think you know what one of the, does. you know, what one of the most surprising things that I've learned about, uh, uh, medical innovation technologies and the human body since we started this podcast, Guess cause, uh, it is how far they can put things into your body dude, so far. <laughs> like in like number you, one, you needles, see that thing like you, needles going like, into your nose. It's crazy. Yeah, I was talking to yeah, somebody. Dude. I was talking to somebody who who went to a fire station, or or they had firefighters that were trained to give the test. And obviously, it's like a nurse is like, you know, you teach a nurse how to do the thing, and a nurse is like, okay, cool. So they just go, I'm going to take this, and I know exactly where to put it in, and I pull it out. It is the, like that. That yeah, is like the the, the firefighter <laughs> though was like, oh, uh, okay, and he pulls out the, <laughs> pulls out the stick, and he goes, can you just uh, can you just hold your head still? I gotta. Oh, I got this I gotta, is long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, whoa, and then he goes, uh, just hold Jesus, your head still. He Jesus goes, Christ! I, I gotta measure. I gotta measure this thing from your nose to the back of your ear, and like held the stick to their face and was like like going from like tip of nose to ear. And and you know who I was talking to was getting a measure was like wait whoa whoa how how long how far and he's like Jesus it's like yeah it's like I think that's what they said I gotta put it all the way that's what they said <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they told me to do and they're like uh, can I is the nurse is the nurse around yeah I would feel uncomfortable oh with God. that too Are you fucking so, kidding me I'm so, I'd be like uh, I'm a firefighter so, no so I, I ain't I ain't it was oh it was sticking God, tubes on people's nose so it's funny because I I like put a ton of trust in to nurses um rightfully so and uh and it's funny because when the nurse pulled the thing out and like it was long as fuck i was like geez that's gonna go all the way into my brain it's gonna touch my brain yeah (laughs) and uh and sure enough like just confidently she put it into my nose and then she was like all right i'm just gonna get a little twist and pull it out and like the worst part is that it has to sit in there for like 10 seconds or whatever so like she just like is like standing there with her arms crossed like all right checking the time and then, like, it's like, okay, you're going to feel a little twist. And it feels uncomfortable because it's way up in your brain. Yeah, it's touching so, parts of your body where you're like, no one's touched me here and, and it's so, like, I was so yeah, that's surprised how it sounds how to stick far. one of those tubes up your urethra. Well, it doesn't go yeah. in. It goes, it, goes, it goes in and then back. Well, yeah. And then it would start to curve like, down. It start, kind of starts to curve down. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Did I tell? Yeah. I know I told you guys, but I, did I tell the story on the podcast about what happened to my friend Chris when he got tested early days? No, I'm sure we get new listeners every week. Uh, Chris goes in and uh, and uh, that was a little humble brag. Uh, Chris goes in and sits down, and this is like this is like um, uh, he's a teacher. This was like early COVID days. 
and he sits down in the nurse. She, uh, like she how come, early? Like, like pretty early, like, like March, April. Like uh, a year yeah, like, ago? like May, maybe like May of 2020. That's early. Yeah. <clears throat> and so nurse comes in and she's like, okay, I'm just going to take this and I get a, it's, um, I, it's a swab that I have to put all the way up your nose and then I hold it for five seconds. Okay. And then I take it out and he's like, okay. Now you got a picture, Chris, he looks like Hagrid. He's this very, very broad shouldered, large human at the time, massive beard, long curly hair. looks exactly like Hagrid. And he's like, okay, probably like looming over this petite, young, like newish nurse. And she goes, okay, here we go. And she sticks the thing in there and she's like, okay, I'm just going to leave that for five, four. And she's like, un- like unwrapping the other thing to like take it and put, you know, to, to, to put the garbage in. And she goes, three, okay. And I'm going to take it out now. And she grabs the, the knob that the, that the stick is on. And she goes, no, <gasps> no, no, no. When she pulls the knob, only the knob comes with it. No. The stick's not on it. <laughs> and Chris is like, huh? And she's like, uh, okay, don't move. And he's like, what? What's going on? Oh and she's like, ah, I'll be right back. He <laughs> was up there for like five minutes. She had to go oh, get a doctor. Fuck. Doctor came oh, with tweezers so and he had to go in and like, okay, don't move. Don't breathe through your nose. Don't move. Fucking pulled the thing out. Oh, oh wow. I can't believe I Dude, that's like that when that I... Did I tell you guys that story? No, you've never no. said it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's too. like when I uh, put that uh, toilet paper in my ears uh, yeah, right. at that uh, band show and had to yeah. go to the hospital. At get that band show, it. yeah. At that old band show. show. The, the band, they they band that plays the theme music for this yeah. podcast. Hey, uh, uh, do you guys want to hear the crazy uh, case report study that I found this week? Lay it on me. We got this new segment. We haven't come up with a title for it. Actually, maybe we can throw it to our listeners. If you have a good title for our uh, crazy case studies. Comment section? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, leave a comment below. Or and, um, in, this, in this particular case. Keep it simple. Don't even... No need to keep it simple. Get, get crazy. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't keep it simple. Get crazy with this. Uh, <laughs> how should I start this? I'm gonna show. I'm gonna start with a video here. All right. Uh, let's check this out. I'm gonna get you to guess what is happening, but don't guess until I've shown you all three. Okay. We've got three examples here. <laughs> <laughs> You just fart. <laughs> Did you swallow it? <coughs> okay, and here's number two. No way. You gotta sit right next to you. Oh, 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 yucky. Oh, yucky. Oh, 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 okay, and then here's number three. Oh, oh. Uncle Zell. Oh God, it's so green. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my, oh my God. Oh, oh Jesus. Wow. Oh okay, God. at first, at my first inclination, what do you guys think is happening there? Now, it's it changed <clears throat> through, and I'm I'm really not sure. At the, at the very beginning, I thought it was like some type of <clears throat> like hot chip challenge or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but then with the greenness, and then I saw a thing of milk. But then there was the so, milk there. So for, so for, for so people, maybe it was for people a, who were just listening, we just watched three videos of people who looked very uncomfortable, snot, spit, fluid, just l- pouring out of all of their orifices in their face. They all look like they're about to vomit. Some of them do. And uh, and then in that last video, that woman was like, she was having a coughing fit. Also, that cop, can, can we just listen to that cough one more time? Yeah, let's do it. Listen to this fucking thing. Ah! She is so uncomfortable. Having a hard time breathing. Listen to this cough. <laughs> oh that, that is deep. That is a lung infection. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm, and this is just based on the milk that was on the counter mm-hmm. in the second video. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, some type of hot saucy, type hot, of like a hot situation. sauce challenge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brian, yeah, what do you think is happening? I, I was thinking the same thing because yeah. of the milk, but because Taylor picked that, uh, I'm gonna go with a. Uh, have you guys ever done the cinnamon challenge where you have like a spoonful full of cinnamon? Have I ever done it? Fuck no. Guys, yeah, I can have. we it's go crazy. get? Who's can we this? can we go get wings and just like fuck our mouths up? Yeah, I, I get yeah, I such it. a hankering yeah. to have. 
wings and get i just want to get uncomfortable yeah i'm with you i'm down too. it's I, it, it's, a, it's almost a religious experience it really is yeah. yeah fuck yeah uh lo what do you think's happening i feel i think that people it looked like people had green in their mouths so mm. i'm not sure what but i think that it is of green color right like uh well like, uh, acid like yeah. there's sulfuric acid yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the sulfuric acid challenge uh it's the radioactive waste challenge well here how about this before it's a, I, it's a new als before uh, i give you uh, uh, fundraiser before, yeah before I, the ice fuck it challenge <laughs> <laughs> uh before i tell you what they were doing uh have you guys ever heard of taco tsubo cardomyopathy Takotsubo cardiomyopathy. Sounds like it's named after a, 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 a Japanese uh, scientist. Ja- yep. a, j- yep. I was going to say um, um, uh, somebody who is of Japanese and Mexican descent. Takotsubo? Uh, yep. yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. There's a T-A-K-O-T-S-U-B-O. Takotsubo. Uh, Takotsubo cardiomyopathy <laughs> is a temporary heart condition. Actually, you know what, guys? We met someone who who... Was convinced that they had taco uh, taco oh, oh, broken heart broken syndrome. heart syndrome. It is broken heart syndrome. Yeah, uh, taco tsubo cardio cardiomyopathy is a temporary heart condition that is brought on by stress. It has the same symptoms as a heart attack, but it is not caused by an, any underlying cardiovascular disease. It is also known as stress cardiomyopathy, apical ballooning, or broken heart syndrome. Oh. Takotsubo cardiomyopathy most often affects women between the ages of 61 and 76 years. The condition commonly occurs immediately after experiencing extreme emotional or physical stress. So a couple of years ago, the three of us flew down to Los Angeles. We were meeting up with a production company that were really interested in Sick Boy and what we were up to, and they wanted to like shoot a pilot for a series that they were going to pitch to like Apple TV and Netflix and all this shit. I'm, I'm sure it's fine that I fucking say this, yeah, but yeah, yeah. whatever part of this like series that we were pitching this pilot that we were shooting, they found, uh, they found subjects for us to interview on this show. And they found one guy who was convinced that he was dying, convinced that he was dying of Takutsobo cardiomyopathy. It was Robert, right? His name was Robert. And what had happened was Robert's wife died. And he was he was convinced he was dying of broken heart syndrome. Dude, just thinking of it like makes me want to cry. It was it was a really I mean the conversation was so beautiful. It was a very emotional, uh, very emotional situation. I just love that guy. he was such a fucking yeah. sweetheart. And it was weird because it was set up, and and I don't and I don't mean this like negatively to the producers, but like it was set up sort of like we we were sort of set up to to think that he was crazy. Well, yeah. Be, so the thing was the was that the producers he told his story to them, and they were like, "This is, this isn't real," be, because they had heard from his doctors, like, "Oh no, no, like Robert is actually fine," mm. and and so they were kind of like, "Whoa!" Like I think they saw it as like, "Whoa!" This is this really weird thing happening where this guy is like thinks he's thinks he's gonna die, but really he's not, and. What it, what you know? After talking with him, we we just we just came to realize that, like, yes, mentally, he does. He is convinced that he's dying. Now, whether or not that's actually true, it seemed pretty clear that it wasn't, based on everything else that we had been hearing. Mm. But really, what the conversation was about was about like how hard grief can be, mm-hmm. you know. And this guy was like deeply grieving, grieving so badly that like he didn't want to continue. He didn't want to live anymore. And so, but he didn't want to kill himself. He wasn't right. in any sort of yeah. situation where he wanted to end his and he life. Was, and he was, he, he kept was just, reassuring us that he didn't want yeah. to, though he was saying that he was very comfortable with, with the idea dying. of death. Oh, yes. Guys, we should try, because we yeah, have the, the audio, the audio yeah. wasn't, we didn't record it like for the podcast because it was we, yeah, for this whatever. thing. We, yeah, yeah. We, we can, let's, let's see if we can get him on the show. That, but, that would be amazing. But we yeah. did record it. We did, yeah. And Fuck. Yeah. The other episode was really great. It'd be great to get the audio. So Robert had, uh, Robert thought that he had uh, Takotsubo cardiomyopathy. Uh, People with uh, Takotsubo cardiomyopathy, I'm just going to say, it's so fucking hard on my mouth. I'm I'm just going to say broken heart syndrome. Uh, Often mistake Mm. it for a heart attack. Um, Broken heart syndrome can be set off by emotional events. So in Robert's case, the death, death of his wife. Symptoms can include chest pain and shortness of breath. 
The condition is usually treated with a short stay in a hospital. Most people recover from broken heart syndrome within a few days to a week. But it is actually a, a like it's, it is a physiological event that's mm. happening. Um, it, it, so just not to be confused with what we were saying about Robert, like this isn't something that's made up when you have broken heart syndrome, it, uh, you can die from it. Like so, it's, it's pretty, it, it can be bad. So what's the deal here that eating really spicy wings cures it? Well, <laughs> oh fuck dude. I completely forgot. Yeah. That we were talking about, I completely forgot. So here, this comes from the case report. Wasabi and avocado are both popular uh, green foods, but you probably don't want to confuse one with the other, given their drastically different tastes oh, I've done and that. levels of spiciness. What's more, for yeah. a woman in Israel, this mix-up may have led her to develop broken heart syndrome. What? The 60-year-old woman was attending a wedding when she ate a large amount of wasabi, which she thought was avocado. According to the report, has she never seen Steve Brule? <laughs> She's a 60 year old woman from Israel. I'm going to guess oh, no. Avocado. Uh, according to the report published in September of uh, September 20th, the journal uh, BMJ case reports. A few minutes later, she felt a sudden pressure in her chest radiating to her arms. The next day, she was diagnosed with broken heart syndrome, a condition in which the heart's main pumping chamber, the left ventricle, becomes enlarged and weakened so that it doesn't pump properly. The condition can be triggered by emotional or physical stress. In this case, doctors suspect that the burning mouthful of wasabi may have triggered the woman. To, I'm not laughing. This is not funny. The poor lady, but also yeah. fucking funny. Well, Fortunately, I mean, the condition is usually temporary, and the woman recovered after about a month of treatment Whoa. with heart medications. Yeah, That'll do it. I've been given wasabi as a prank <clears throat> before and it, it was Whoa. it's the only spicy thing I do not like. Guys, same. This, this is a trick, like man. This, this is guy? It. This guy? <coughs> Does he fart? He's there? farting too. <laughs> no. Swallow it? That's the other guy that also took it with him going, oh. Wait, so oh. how much did they have? Uh, they had a spoonful. You know those like... Um, those like spoons that you get at like a Japanese restaurant that like come with your your yeah, uh, yeah. miso, like the miso spoon, like the oh, big geez. miso spoon, oh, yeah, yeah, a full spoon like that. That there, is guys, so much. There's a trick to eating wasabi. You're not supposed to eat wasabi on its own anyway. Like, do you yeah. know when you're supposed to have it with peaches? <laughs> That's Steve Brule. Sliced peaches. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put that clip in this. Uh, but the uh, but the the. The, that's the reason why the ginger is there. Yeah. Because the ginger, Peaches. pickled ginger, like totally. Have you ever. So uh, negates the <laughs> spiciness of, or what it, I guess balances the spiciness. Yeah. Balances. Like balance it out. Yeah. Um, I know we've, speaking of hot sauce, we've sat around and, uh, you know, Hot One's pretty popular YouTube show where people eat hot wings and get asked questions. There's one of the sauces on there called the best interview show on on in the, on the planet. Probably, yeah. Uh, one of the sauces on there called the bomb, super hot, really gross. Actually, it's like it's not a very good sauce either, but it's extraordinarily hot and really uh, really intense. And we would like we've stuck our fingers in, licked in. It's like whoa, it's, you know, it's a fun thing. <laughs> have you ever taken? Have you ever taken wasabi? That's one thing to take wasabi and put it just on your tongue and be like, whoa, that was really intense. But have you ever t taken wasabi? No, and rammed it right up your asshole. Oh, no, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do that you every have? time I go for sushi. Yeah. It oh, makes okay. you immediately puke out of your mouth, penis. No, your penis. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like it makes you come. Makes you come. Yeah. But it's, it's not actual cum. Stimulates it's like a mix of, it's a mix of urine and seminal fluid. Like it's, nice. it's just it's weird. Squirt. It's, so it's, it's like, it's squirt. so yeah. hot. And it's squirt. That is what for your squirt next is. date night, folks. It just sort of blows out. The, it's like, it's sort of, it's a cleanse. It's a yogic cleanse. Actually. Yeah, Taylor, right. I'm surprised you don't know about this. <laughs> it's a thing. Cause you just, surprised you haven't heard about this. You, so what you, you do is this? you take the wasabi, you form it into Pradipika. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's second page. I think oh, so fuck. uh you take the wasabi and you actually form it into like take it between your your fingers like mm -hmm. this like and you form it into a cube oh, in, like cube. a dice size oh, dice okay. size cube mm -hmm. and then you just take that and take one finger and you just put it right up it has to go like interesting that you're three or four inches yeah about three or four inches into your butthole and as soon as it does you you count down from five and then Straight out of the you other end. Clench though, so it doesn't come out, yeah. right? Because you probably yeah, immediately yes. want to blast it out. Right? So you're holding because it no, wants to come out. No, that's the thing with wasabi. 
Yeah. Wasabi has this crazy vacuum binding, like it's, it's a it's, sealant. It's like a it's a vacuum um, uh, effect where where it it basically you put it in the asshole and it goes. Yeah. So, so take that, Louise. You, your mouth goes. And it's it just fart comes out of yeah. your mouth. Fart comes out of your mouth while the squirt comes Jeez. out of your uh, oh my God, guys. All right, your penis. <laughs> um, uh, listen, let's move right along here. Let's wrap this shit up. But before we do, we have a fascinating letter that I got really excited about. This came in response to our episode with Mark Hennick that came out last week, uh, all about the bill that is being proposed to that has been proposed to include mental illness and within. Past. Made uh, the options for for seeking made. Uh, Mark Hennick, a, a mental health advocate, <clears throat> very strongly disagrees with this, um, and and so we we gave him a platform to speak about that. And uh, you know, we were all like, "Yeah, fuck, sounds sounds like it makes sense." Like, wh- why would we want to open this up to? just give people an out if they have mental illness. He raises a lot of good questions. He he raised a lot of good questions. However, we ended up getting an email that was kind of uh, on the other side of things. And it, it was again, one of those moments where I just kind of had to go, Oh yeah, right. The whole world's everything's nuanced. Nothing's black and white. And there really is always, always things to consider. And uh, although we were, we don't have a guest lined up, I would love to figure out a way we can get a guest yeah. uh, to speak to the other side of it because this this really was a really interesting email and some food for thought. So, Lo, if you want to hit the email, absolutely. Uh, so this comes to us from Amy. Um, so f- uh, full disclosure up front: I'm a palliative care physician and an assessor and provider of MAID. So I come to this discussion with an opinion that's partially informed by these experiences. I'll be very clear. I'm still working through my personal feelings about um, Bill C-7 and how this will impact my practice of MAID. That said, I feel compelled to point out some inaccuracies in your conversation with Mark. Mark states that MAID started out in Canada as specifically for, quote, people at the end of their life, they're probably dying, unquote. This is factually incorrect. Oh. Mm-hmm. Carter v. Canada is the landmark Supreme Court of Canada uh, case that found the prohibition of assisted suicide to be in violation of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms in uh, uh, February 2015. K. Carter, the key plaintiff in this challenge, did not have a terminal uh, diagnosis, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, everything this is founded on, um, it's, I don't know, like medically assisted death in Canada was founded on it not being mm-hmm. a terminal illness. So that's mm-hmm. really interesting. That I didn't interesting. know that. Uh, so the ruling from the Supreme court did not stipulate that individuals accessing assisted suicide are required to have a terminal diagnosis. So as a result of the Carter v. Canada ruling, the federal government at the time was tasked with creating a new assisted dying law. Um, this would eventually become uh, bill C-14, which first introduced the requirement that natural death be reasonably foreseeable Mm -hmm. in 2016. So the stipulation was immediately recognized as unconstitutional. Truchon and Gladue went on to challenge the eligibility criteria to ensure that MAID could be accessed by individuals with intolerable and irremediable suffering, even if they were not necessarily at the end of their lives. Right. So people who are living with some sort of illness that is causing just immense amount amounts of pain and it is not curable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Truchon or Gladue, I can't remember which one, uh, had cerebral palsy. Had CP, right. Yeah. yeah. Very sev- uh, severe form of yeah. CP. Yeah. Um, so Bill C-7, uh, the current, the, the current one that's uh, going through parliament right now, right. um, broadens access to made for some groups, but it is not a slippery slope. It simply brings Canada's law in line with the charter. Um, C-7 is not a part of the quote, liberal government agenda, unquote. And as Jeremy asked, yes, there is national data to suggest the general public is in support of C-7. Mm. Mark also notes that there is no evidence that there exists incurable mental illness. In fact, there is an emerging recognition of a subspecialty field called palliative psychiatry. Ooh. Yeah, I found that very interesting. interesting. It'd be I want to like know more about that. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 working on booking someone to to t- to tell us more about this now. 
Um, so Jocelyn Downey, Canada's leading legal expert on MAID, was actually based here um, at Dalhousie. Oh, so cool. I, yeah, yeah. So I think I'll reach out to, to 100%. her. 100%. So, yeah. Uh, put it much more eloquently than me when she said that excluding mental illness from the MAID legislation is, quote, unconstitutional, unethical, and divorced from clinical reality. Mm. Um, she also, um, she being Amy, um, points out that um, Bill C-7 contains... Um, robust procedural safeguards to protect vulnerable patients uh, that weren't touched on um, and that uh, the disability and mental health communities are not uniformly opposed to Bill C-7. And then the last two paragraphs of her email like really, really were striking. So she wrote... This is where she says that I'm her favorite and that uh, Brian and Taylor are... are not quite as yeah exactly exactly i was very striking the way she worded that yeah i was gonna skip over that because they're they're right here they're right there yeah yeah yeah. right skip over it it's fine so we'll skip over (sighs) that i dealt with that mentally last week (laughs) so amy finishes uh this off by saying i think there is a perception amongst opponents of bill c7 that made providers walk around ready to end the life of anyone who asks because we're zealots proponents of eugenics Because it's a cheap and easy solution to suffering. Sounds a bit crazy to me. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) When you put it that way. Um, In fact, made assessors and providers are the most thorough, thoughtful, meticulous, and cautious individuals I've been privileged to learn from who take great care in ensuring that the eligibility criteria and safeguards um, are met. They're also fierce advocates for their patients and agree wholeheartedly that we must increase access to mental health supports, housing, Mm. universal basic income, pharmacare, and disability supports for all individuals. These are shared goals. It is not a case of either we have better supports or we have MAID. We need both. Mm. And denying access to MAID for some is not the only way to protect vulnerable populations. Very, very thoughtful, uh, very, very appreciated email. Thank you so much for sending that in. And, uh, and listen, like, like she stated there, I've spoken at a number of, uh, hospice and palliative care, um, uh, conferences around Canada and through the U S and yeah, like every single person that I've met at the, and which a lot of the people that are there are also working in this field and Mm -hmm. offering these like you know they're doing the work that is was it amy yes that amy is doing and they are some of the most like fucking beautiful mm. you know compassionate i mean it's, it's people really, i've ever it's met. really it's <clears throat> it's really just pointing out that that I, I i don't think like mark speaks very mark obviously speaks very passionately because he's very passionate totally and so yeah. like mm-hmm. that yeah. and so so um you know, like the, 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 the point about, uh, uh, you know, about it being, you know, maybe there's like a bit of like a gut, like a nefarious, the conspiracy theory, that sort of, that, 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 that that sort of thing is like, you know, it was a little tinfoil hattie, but, 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 you know, it's, it's this, I I think the fact, I think the, I think it still remains the art, the argument, the core of what Mark is saying, which I think if you were going to boil it down would be, we need more, we need to do better and we need more More support support for mental health. And we need to make that more accessible. Um, And because in the conversation with Mark, we obviously touched on the, you know, there is, you know, if you go, if you break your arm, you get to go to the emergency room and the government will pay for that. But you know, if you fucking break something in your head, the government, you know, unless it's, unless it's like, unless it's like dire, dire and you need to be committed to an institution the government's not paying for that you know mm-hmm. you're not getting you're not getting there's no emergency room for mental health and so um i think pointing out like b- both of those things like yeah. hey th- like there 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 is this legal framework and this what c7 is doing is bringing made in line with the char- it, with what has been agreed on legally or what mm-hmm. we've come the legal decision that was that we came to as a country um, but at the same time, also we do need to do better, so mm. that so that we do have less people. Un, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, diarrhea. Less people. Less people <laughs> with diarrhea. <laughs> That's, That's exactly yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah. 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 
Uh, well, Amy, thanks again for that. And then folks, if you, if you have a comment or again, like I said at, at the end of that episode, if you have comments, concerns, you want to chime in on the conversation, we're always open to hearing from you. Uh, and that also goes for all the episodes. If you ever want to send us mm-hmm. something, you can send us uh, an email letters at sickboypodcast.com because it's uh, we, we love hearing from you. And also it's, it's just stuff like this that kind of helps us keep chugging along here. You know, it gives us more more things to to think about and chew on and be curious about. And that's what uh, that's, you know, in 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 a big part, that's what the show is it's all such about. an important perspective to have yeah. Yeah. in this yeah. conversation. And, you know, when people get to weigh in, we get those that's diverse right. perspectives that help us better understand the nuances, as you said, chair of the situation. Yeah. And I, I don't think that conversation's over. Like, no, there's a, there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot more there. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think, and I remember, I remember when that's when C7 came out and we were talking about it and we at first were like, Hey, we should talk to Mark and see what Mark thinks. I remember in that moment, we all basically kind of said, we should look at, we should look at this from both sides, both from, yeah, from, yeah. from all the sides that are being taken because, yeah. mm-hmm. because, you know, with with something that is so <clears throat> that has such potential. I mean, um, you remember how controversial this was as a law as coming into law in twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah. And who, who 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 what was the woman in the states name? Um, Terry or Terry Shivo. Terry Shivo. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when that was all happening, like how that was world news. Mm-hmm. You know, like when it comes with something that's so mm-hmm. just carries such weight with it, you need to. Well, guys, to to bring this full circle, I think that if we just had funeral pyres and we were allowed to do that, I think we wouldn't even have to have this fucking. We wouldn't even have to have it because people would just be so stoked about fucking dying. That's right. It'd yeah. be the cure-all. The, the legislation yeah, Amy, would change. Why didn't you fucking say that in your email? The legislation would just change and everybody would go, well, fuck it. Like, yeah. any, anybody who wants yeah. to go this way um, can. Folks, listen. Uh, we made it to April. How fucking we we're at we're we're pretty much like out of the winter, right? We're getting there. Wow. Uh, if you yeah. if you're listening to this down in California, you do you don't fucking get it. <laughs> uh, so uh, so I'm glad glad we made it this far. Let's keep on chugging. And folks, we love each and every one of you. If you want to listen to the podcast just with your ear holes, you can do that at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the CBC Listen app up here in Canada. And if you want to watch with your eyeballs, you can do that over on YouTube. Just check us out. Sick boy. Hit the subscribe button, knock the bell icon, and do that stuff. Comment, all that stuff. I think the reason we do that is uh, because it just helps us grow. Uh, so like just fucking do it. You know, yeah, just you do it. Do Even it. if you don't use do YouTube, it. just fucking do it. Do right? it. Yeah, yeah seriously. Really actually. Uh, and uh, Tay, why don't you just remind people again how they can reach out? Well, if you want to let us know about another side of a story that we haven't covered, um, then let us know. You can do that just like Amy did. Letters at sickboypodcast.com. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you can go to uh, sickboypodcast.com slash contact, fill out the guest form. Because we love it. And uh, guys, thanks for thanks to everybody who's in this room right now for making this show happen. Thanks, Lauren Sankey, for the amazing work that you you do. Every time we like talk about things and we're like, it would be really great to have somebody on the podcast about this. Lauren's like, like oh, I already emailed yeah, them yeah, and they're showing already up done tomorrow. It. You've already done it. You're <laughs> fucking smashing these, hitting these balls out of the park. Yeah, uh, thank that, you so much for all the work that you do. Button. We greatly appreciate you. And thanks, Taylor, Jer, for uh, being here with me. Uh, thanks to Donovan the Meerkat C. Pat Morgan for the amazing sound design that he does on this show. And thanks to Rich O'Coin for the theme music. We can't use Rich's theme music on these YouTube videos. So thanks to the stock music we get from like Envato Elements or whatever. He was my roommate for a while. I should talk to him about that. <laughs> You're going to have to talk to YouTube. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Uh, folks, that was it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.